Hey guys, it is me, Mary T, and you are back on my podcast. Today, we are going to talk about being in love. And oh my God, I don't think I've ever been in love before, up until now. But we'll talk about that special person later. When you think about being in love, right? You know, I'm on this new journey. I'm on identifying with things that are really conducive to my growth that really fill me up that really make my spirit happy and you know I'm realizing the choices that I made that were not conducive to my growth that did not fill me up that did that made me dark that you know really didn't support me and who I was supposed to be but was well needed because when you don't have something, you realize what you want. And when sometimes when you do have something, you realize what you don't need. So that's just how life is, right? So I realized the other day I was speaking to my clients. As you know, I'm a hairstylist and I love all my clientele. My clientele, well, some of them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love my clientele because we sit down and have some of the most dopest conversations. Some, And there's times that I'm like, oh my God, I wish that I can record, um, video record our conversations. Because I think that so many women all around the world, all around the state, the tri-state, okay, could relate in what we're talking about. Because, you know, these are things that sometimes you feel like, oh my God, I'm alone and I'm going through this stuff by myself. And then you realize like, hell no, I go through that shit too. It's to the point that sometimes me and my client, it's like we're mirroring each other. We're simultaneously going through the same foolery or the same abundance at the same time. But anyway, fast forward. So my client talks to me about... You know, we were talking about relationships ending and beginning and, you know, and being in the middle and being in that weird space of, you know, the whole, it's complicated. And she was telling me like, well, I just, I don't know if you guys know this. Some of guys, some of you who know me well outside of this podcast know that I was married and divorced and God knows I've been through my share of relationships, but I've always been a relationship, you know, queen. I just love a good monogamous relationship. But I just always um, was passionate about creating some type of companionship that was lifelong. Ever since I was like nine years old. I mean, you know, right now the Cosby show is not in the most positive light. But that was my show. I love Claire. I love Bill. I love their house. I love their family. I loved what they showed to be a truly successful, joyful, full, happy, sad sometimes, but not always sad, just sexy, flirtatious, and supportive family. I was like, oh my God, I want to recreate that. So in my mind, from the age of nine, I said, I want to be married. I want to have three kids, a cat and a dog, and a powerful husband. And I want to be a powerful woman walking two inches behind him. I say two inches because I am really old school. I like for my man to be ahead of me. And, you know, it's not necessarily like I'm weaker than him. It's just, I know that's, that's my hunter-gatherer. He should be my protector. And that's what I like. So anyways... 
going back to the client conversation that I was having. She was like, well, you know, you were in love then, so in your marriage and and you were in other relationships where you were in love. And I was like, da, da, da. let's stop right there. I can't really say that I was in love. And she was in shock, in shock. She was like, what? You weren't in love in your marriage? I'm like, the thing is, if you ask me then, if I was in love in my marriage, I would probably say, yeah. If I was in love with the first guy that I was in, in fatuated with in high school. Hell yeah, my first boyfriend, mm-hmm. loved him. Thought we was gonna get married and everything. He was my everything. No one came before him, okay? Not even me. See what the problem is, right? And probably they had some maybe three serious relationships between him and till my husband and some some you know fun times in between that we'll speak about that they're not important but a couple of serious relationships in between my first love and my husband and I said to myself that couldn't be love and she's like but why do you say that and I'm like well I didn't I don't think I understood what love was because if I'm just finding out what love is with myself now you know, I'm, I'm finally upset, accepting myself, accepting my flaws, showing myself unconditional love, something I've never shown myself before. You know, unconditional love, you know, that thing that I remember my daughter showed me that or she expressed it to me in a way, not that she was trying to express it to me, but I realized that, that that's all, oh, that's what unconditional love was. My daughter must have been six seven years old and I think I was like having a very moody day and you know us moms sometimes you yell at your kids and you're like oh my god they're gonna hate me and then she was mad at me for like a couple of minutes and then she came back around and was like I love you so much mommy and I was like oh my god like that's unconditional love like I remember as a little kid getting in trouble and really holding a grudge (laughs) against my parents you know like don't touch me you don't love me so I felt so offended you know and then my parents also I was taught that as well like you know well if you do this you know you'll get more love and if you don't do that you'll get less love withhold and maybe that's what they were taught but we're not talking about that right now I'm not there's no resentment about that. It's just, you know, my growing pains and I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning to understand what I was taught in those processes. So was I in love? Let's say, let's just go back in my marriage. And then I realized I was like, no, I wasn't because I, I didn't love myself. I didn't even know how to prioritize myself. One of the th- key things that I'm learning right now, my favorite word this year in 2020 is self-preservation. Self-preservation is going above and beyond and out your way to protect yourself from any imminent danger. And self-preservation, I say, is important because it means that you care about yourself so much, right? People may call it selfish, but you care about yourself so much that you make yourself a priority. And the reason that I say I wasn't in love in my past relationship was that I cared about them so much and being someone to them so much that I no longer became a priority like they became a priority 
I think about just people that I've encountered, people that I surrounded myself with, that I made them such a priority in my life that I became second. You come later, they go first. I cared so much about what they thought of me or what they thought and how I was perceived and my importance to them that it no longer mattered what I wanted, how I wanted, how I felt. Because it was more about as long as they're okay and they're happy, then I'm happy. That was something that I was taught. I I realized that. Because, you know, a lot of people tell me like, you know, well, you know, you've looked at all the stuff that you've overcome and stuff. And, you know, sometimes why do you do all this self-work? Like, and I'm like, there's a lot of shedding that needs to come off me. There's a lot of conditioning that I have to remove from myself. There's things that I've been beliefs that I've been given that they don't, they're not minds, you know, whether it be from parents and teachers, we don't realize this, but your teachers taught you who to be. Your parents taught you who to be. Everyone has influenced you. You have to be a real strong, assertive child with supportive parents that support who you are from the very beginning to not be influenced by your surroundings. And I didn't realize that. And that's why now with my own daughter, I'm very much so like, okay, and some people might look at it and be like, oh, well, you know, you're letting her do what she wants and say what she wants. And I'm like, you know what? Because I, I wasn't really given a voice when I was younger. I wasn't allowed to express my what my wants and my feelings. And you know what that did? Because I wasn't allowed. And it's not I'm, and I'm telling you this to tell you that my it's not that my parents or my surroundings did it maliciously. At least not all of them. But unfortunately, that created this person that hid herself, was quiet about who she was, you know, and, you know, in order to dim her light, in order to, you know, play small so everybody else can feel comfortable, you know, and I I thought that, you know, as long as I can just play it cool, stay under the radar, not upset them, you know, this was what, you know, relationships were you know this is what love looks like I guess but obviously my subconscious would tell me that this is not it and that's why I think I longed for it in other places especially relationships I craved it so bad I knew that I wanted to recreate a a life of love that I never experienced a profound divine type of love that I've just never experienced in my life so going backwards right you know I meet my my ex in high school he was just the most buttery biscuit (laughs) that I've ever had okay he was my first real boyfriend I loved him and I, I think that I, I didn't, I loved him like I loved, like how you love right now Starbucks on somebody else's dollar. You know what I mean? <laughs> I loved it like a well-needed vacation. You know what I mean? 
on somebody else's dollar, of course. Like, I loved him. He was just so cute. And there was this, you know, he was tall. He was dark. He was from the Caribbean. He was Jamaican. He had this persona about him that you you had to you had he drew you in like he wasn't the loud guy because god knows i can't stand a loud flashy man it's just too much like who who are you who's trying to get attention here you or me and i'm just not that type i'm not the loud and flashy like i like to be cute and all that yes i like to be adorned in the finest sometimes especially in a special occasion but i don't like a really flashy guy so he was the guy that like laid in the cut and I was just drawn to him and he was drawn to me and that was you know in early teens and I I swore we you know we told each other we love each other and I was like oh my god I'm gonna marry him we're gonna have babies together and I dated him from like sophomore year all the way you could say to like sophomore year of college and sophomore year I was like a baby like I was new to the game I was (laughs) I was naive and you know like little Kim says like I used to be scared of the dick you know um excuse my French but you know I was I was I was new to the game so whatever he showed me was just fascinating you know but as time went by and I started going to college and I was just like wow you know I'm I've always been the type of person that's like what next what next what next what are we doing what are we doing what's next so you're immediately gonna bore me if you're not like that type of go-getter I'm like I'm, I'm just that person is it like my Achilles heel maybe but whatever like that's just who I am And eventually we just grew apart or whatever. And to this day, I don't think that we didn't love each other. I don't think that I loved him how I, how I, how real love is supposed to be. I think that I loved him because I just wanted something that I created that I believed was positive. You know, I wanted something to be different from what I've experienced. And he came from like a nasty background. I came from a nasty background. So when we came together, we were like promising each other how different our lives were going to be. And, you know, we tried our best, you know, and we just grew apart. You know, I I went one way, he went another way. And that's fine, you know. And we did some breakups and get back together. And eventually, we the la- one of the last breakups, you know, I we couldn't go back. But, you know, that was one of my first experiences of love. But again, I I was just trying to please. And I remember so many things that I was doing. And I remember I was trying to be a wife. I was doing all the wifely duties, making sure every time he came over. I mind you, I'm in high school now. High school, you know, sophomore year of college. And I was making sure that every time he came over, I had food for him. Things that I watched my mom do for my dad. I was making sure that I was always, you know, positive and just, you know, open and and just pouring into him and, you know, whatever he needed and putting my stuff to the side and just naive and in a lot of ways of just like whatever he said, like he told me he loved me and that's what it was. And, you know, there was so many women and girls that was just jealous and 
really trying to convince me that he was not but you know what there wasn't a moment that I felt like he never like he was dishonest with me I mean you heard rumors and stuff like that but I never I genuinely never felt like that inside you know but I again I didn't I didn't understand love so I can't say that I loved him I think that that was like you know that typical puppy love high school love and that's what it was now moving forward I remember I dated a guy in college and I remember when I first saw this guy I was like I am not interested in this guy oh god I can't tell you how many people (laughs) you gotta trust your instincts okay how many people that from the from the moment I see them I'm like "Mm, no thank you and then somehow I let them or friends of them or friends of I convince me like no 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 girl like he's good but you know what that first initial instinct tells you like girl when I first saw him I was like "Mm -mm, nope but I let my friend convince me like no girl he's been talking about you and again I'm a sucker for love and I'm like well he's been talking about me he's been looking for me and but I also didn't know how to trust my instincts. That was another problem. That's that's another um, indication of lack of self-love. You, Your instincts going to be talking to you straight up, screaming in your face, and you will be like, mm-mm, you know what? They're, they have potential. Fuck potential. The real thing, the real deal is usually told to you in a whisper in your ear. Just like when I saw him and I was like, "Mm mm-mm. And the one thing I can tell you about this boyfriend of mine, we were together for two years. He was the best cheater I've ever been with. Like the best cheater. Like, because I've heard of cheaters. I had friends that they had boyfriends as cheaters and shit like that. But I never really experienced like cheaters, cheaters. But he was a good cheater like that Sopranos type cheater in the beginning though you know the beginning of Sopranos where you never know the woman knows not to say nothing to you you know he his behavior doesn't change they spoil you you know you sick they driving 40 miles to go get you a cough medicine specifically made for you spoiling you whatever you need girl I got you but the minute that they drop off that medicine and you knocked out <laughs> from that dose they out with the next female so I can say he was the best cheater did I love him was I in love with him I was I loved the idea of him I liked I feel like when you date people you love pieces of them like I really and you slowly built like your partner I also think that they reflect back to you like who you are what needs to be worked on certain things about yourself that you think that you've worked on or and have grown from and it shows back up and you know I I know some of you are out there are like yep because there's people that you think that oh I've done all the self-work and you date them and they're like where are you going you you ain't done with this yet if you're so if you're so healed from this let's see let's we're gonna challenge you the universe is like i'm gonna challenge you and i'm gonna throw you a bone and i'm gonna see if you're gonna bite if you're so healed that's what sometimes relationships look like but anyway he was a cheater avid cheater i never knew about it though 
even though his sister used to try to tell me like when we I used to hang out with her a lot and we used to go out a lot I'm sorry I'm gonna drink some water I'm sorry um I used to go out with the sister a lot and she used to tell me hey um you know you could do you and I used to be looking at her like that's a setup because in my mind I'm like hey I'm going out with my boyfriend's sister she's she's gonna she's gonna tell him you know and I and I wasn't really that type anyway but I definitely wasn't gonna be sloppy like that like I I know better okay I know better especially with women but once we broke up you know shit was hitting fan because he got you know people get too confident and they get too messy and I was just like damn you like were playing me to my face and I was blinded Mind you, I didn't even really like you like that. Okay? Fast forward, this person tried to hit me up a couple of years later talking about, you're the only one I ever loved. Not even knowing that I knew he cheated on me the whole entire time. (laughs) I mean, it's just ridiculous. We'll get back to that later. That's going to be on another episode, okay? Left that relationship. I was a little bit distraught by that relationship because it's one of those situations where you're like, I wasn't even feeling you like that. I gave you a chance. I didn't listen to my instincts because why? I don't. I didn't trust myself. And when you don't trust yourself, that's you showing yourself like, I don't believe you. I don't love you like that. I don't care enough about you to trust your guidance. My inner self told me from the minute I met him, like, this ain't the one. Fast forward. I meet my husband. And we met each other. And when I first saw him, same, situa- same situation, like, eh. It's not like he was ugly. He wasn't. He was a very handsome man. Um, but, you know, it was like one of my co-workers' friends. And I was just like, this is kind of messy. And I was just kind of tired because, you know, oh, I had a short little stint of dating a guy that had a whole wife. Okay? I didn't know about it, though. I've never been knowingly the side chick. Um, but I found out he had a whole wife. And I was just like, wow, people are liars you know and I kind of was just like over men by that time I was just like I'm just sick and tired so anyway I met my husband and we started off as friends we were hanging out all the time and I should have known because there were a lot of you know red flags red flags because I have this problem where the sicker you sound the more I'm like I want to help you I want that one. Give me the runt. And I am not in any way trying to down talk or talk shit about anybody. I'm just saying, like, there were red flags. And there were obvious signs that my instincts was like, girl, that's not for you. You should not even fuck with that. You should leave it alone. And I was like, "Mm mm-mm. No, this one needs love. And I, for some reason, have always been attracted to, like, the underdog, the person that they seem to be, like, the loners, like, people don't love them enough, and people ain't looking out for them enough, and people ain't showing them enough affection, or they've been abandoned, or they've been mistreated or they're having a hard time dealing those are the ones that I'm like yes 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 give me them I'm gonna show you that but that was my upbringing I had a lot of like family members that were dealing with a lot of heavy stuff and I 
being empathetic as I am, always felt like, okay, I need to help them. I need to show them love and affection, right? But you see, the problem when you do that is, you you know, you end up sacrificing sometimes. It's great to be uplifting to others but a lot of times in you trying to support somebody and feeling awesome and showing them love and I want you to know that you're loved and you're supported you end up you end up drowning yourself because they're drowning themselves right they're drowning themselves in sorrow so then you over here go and jump in the water you can't even swim okay if I was in a place that I could swim and that being that meaning I was a positive uplifting person and I was like yes and I was in a good place in my life then yeah fine but I could barely swim I wasn't I barely knew myself I barely understood myself I barely understood what unconditional love was self I barely was compassionate with myself I barely was forgiving of myself but I felt like if I could just show them that they are capable of being loved then it'll be okay for some reason I thought that if if I can help them be good on their end then I will be good on my end and that's something that was kind of like a coping mechanism for me because based on how I grew up I felt like if I need to make them all right around me so that they don't fuck with me I, I need to keep, keep them happy so that they don't like fuck up my shit like as long as they are good they're not gonna disturb my peace and that's something that I was kind of like trained to believe and I took it from my the indoors of my home and I t- brought it into the outside you know and I realized like that, that that doesn't work you know so anyway marriage we had a lot of ups and downs before marriage we had a lot I had a lot of moments I had a lot of exits God was like girl I sent you a lifeline a long time ago and maybe he could say the same thing about me I'm just giving you my perspective right because again I'm not trying to down talk or talk shit about anybody but I'm just giving my I had a lot of moments and I hold myself accountable because there were moments if I would have just walked away there would have been less pain on both our parts there would have been less there would have been more forgiveness there would have been more moving on it wouldn't have gotten so deep you know we're parents now and we're co-parenting to the best of our abilities and I you know I sincerely believe that you know our child was meant to be here so this is why we you know we this is the road that we were meant to take together and you know I, I hope that it always goes into a direction that's the best for my daughter so as I was saying before I was rudely interrupted no I'm just kidding um yeah, so we're co-parenting and I'm hoping that how we co-parent will benefit ourselves and mostly our daughter. But when going back to that love question, do I feel like I was in love with this person? No. And it's unfortunate because I, I didn't honor myself in the way that I should have experienced love, but I also did not know how to anyway. And I thought that what I was giving him was love. And what I was giving him was kind of like, that, you know, I don't want to call it a bait and switch, but I was just trying to be somebody that I thought was needed or right or how it should look um, and to the wrong person. And no, he's not a 
bad monster and things like that. It was just, I was trying to be somebody to someone, but I wasn't even being authentic. And this brings me to the point of saying that, you know, people say that, you know, oh, you know, you attract who you are, right? And I realized, I was like, I, you know, I used to always get mad. Like, what do you mean? Like, I'm not a liar. Why would I attract liars? I'm not, uh, I'm not selfish. Why, do, why would I attract selfish people? People. But I realized I was a liar. Think about that. I was a liar in, in, in many ways because it's not that I was intentionally lying to people, but I wasn't being a hundred percent myself. Now think about in, 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 in your life, how many times that you felt like, oh my God, um, I keep attracting certain types of people and they say you people are a reflection of who you are, right? So think about who you've been in those situations and why you're attracting those people for a second. I'm gonna give you a second. I literally cannot connect. I was like, there's no way. Like, I'm not a liar. Why am I attracting liars? But then I realized I am a liar. Because in those, there were many situations, even in my marriage, before my marriage, before we even got to ideals and, and, and all that. There were many moments that I wasn't feeling and I pretended that I was and I, and I made it okay. There were many moments that I prioritized them before me because I thought that that's what you were supposed to do because that's what love was you know and not just intimate love I love like in, in even in my culture it was just like it's all about like sacrificing yourself for others because that's what God wants you to do no God doesn't want me to sacrifice myself for others I had to become an adult I'm 38 years old I had to become an adult to realize like God didn't ask me to do all that to sacrifice myself for others that he's gonna do what he needs to do for them like I can support them but I don't need to die with them I don't need to I don't need to drown with them I don't need to become a martyr and you know I've watched like you know so many members of my family believe like this you gotta become like a martyr you gotta and God bless them you know they think that they're operating from a place of love and light and things like that but no like selfishness is 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 not a sin like you self-preservation is not a sin you have to take care of yourself you have to take care of you you have to put you first i cared about my all these people hut my ex-husband my ex-boyfriend you know all these all these ex-boyfriends i you jobs friends associates Whatever it was, you know, I prioritized them and made them so much more important than who I am. The only thing I always said as a child that I was like, I will never sacrifice is my joy when it came to work. I always said, I will not be at a job where I hate my job, but I make a lot of money. That was the one thing that I said from like, I can, I I tell you from like the age of eight. But when it came to relationships, it was just like, whatever. Because in, in our minds, you have to understand, think of your grandmother. Think of your mother. Think of your aunts. What do you think they taught you? What, what, what are some things you saw? Forget about how you feel. You got to cope. You got to deal. Y'all got kids. Y'all got this home. 
he's taking care of everything he's paying for everything you know and as much as my as my parents always taught me to my father was like don't ever put your coins in anybody's hands ever he was like don't ever put yourself in a position where you are going to be controlled by the next person because you will suffer that's the one thing my father taught me my mother taught me the same thing don't ever give yourself or sacrifice self enough and mind you they taught me these things but mind you they were saying it but I was watching them both be kind of unhappy I was watching them like play these roles where it's just like you just gotta do and it goes to show you like your children as much as you think that you're fronting in front of them your kids are very aware I was very aware I I remember my parents never being affectionate towards each other they were working with each other like two co-workers you know it worked so for me it made sense I mean to this day I'm, I'm telling you I'm 38 years old and I know my dad is coming over I gotta make sure I cook a meal for him my man is coming over. I got to make sure I cook a meal for him. Like, there's certain things that my parents taught me that are instilled in me that I, 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 I either I choose to not let go of because that's just the reality of my, my reality. Or there's some things that I'm like, you know, this is a good thing I want to keep on to. But I had to, right now at this age, stop and say, hey, this, this doesn't work for me. This can't be my truth. I can't continue to do this anymore for myself, you know? So... This is why I say, you know, I never was really in love. In love? And you know, Tina Turner said it. What's love got to do with it? Now, there's some scenarios that you can't just bring love into. And I get it. But I know for a fact who I am right now and what I know. And I am learning to be unconditional with myself. I am learning to show myself tender love and care. And until you learn how to do all these things for yourself, okay, how could you look at another person and do that for them? It's, it's, uh, it's literally delusion. You know, you hear it in the song, how can I love somebody else if I can't love myself enough to know? You cannot (laughs) show anybody any type of true love and expect it in return when you don't know how to give yourself that. That's why now I'm in a place where I'm like, I'm, it's not that I'm accepting. I'm just more aware, like, hey, that's who Jessica is. That's who she is. I'm not offended by it. That's who she is. She's showing me who she is. And I respect it. I'm either going to sit in it or I'm, or I'm going to sit away from it. So the same way I get to show Jessica that honor and letting her be in her space, I get to show myself that same honor. You know what? I feel like I'm, a, I'm an asshole right now. And it's okay. Yeah, I can be, you know, jealous today. And that's Okay. Let me walk myself out of this emotion. I'm a little angry right now. I feel like like a bitch today. And that's okay. These are all human emotions that, you know, they try to tell you in books and all this shit about, oh, you can't feel like this. But no, we all feel like this. But it's what you do with the emotion. Do you, do you, do you forgive yourself and be like, okay, D, 
you're feeling like that at, that, at, at this moment? Why are you feeling like that? Where is this coming from? What's coming up for you that you feel this way? And, 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 and definitely not attack somebody with that emotion, but really like focus in on that emotion. Show yourself some tender love and care and allow that emotion to move through you so that you can be at a place where you can find understanding and you can be like, okay, I get it. And you can forgive yourself. So I say that to say this. I wasn't in love. I'm, I am now at 38 learning what true, and it's not about in love, because in love sounds very like hocus pocus, and then Valentine's Day is right around the corner. I'm talking about like, I did not know what unconditional love is, and now I'm understanding what unconditional love is at 38 years old. I'm going to be 40 in July. And I just hope, and I pray, and I source that you get to realize and focus in on what you think love is and what you get to create and me and this special person in my life you know we talk about that all the time about it's not about what love was to us before but it's what we get to create and that's what I wish for you so have a great week have a great weekend happy valentine's day I love you all I love myself more importantly, and I hope you get to love yourself too. Bye.